Reese's Fisticuffs. <laughs> oh, man. I love Dave Chappelle. Um, but for now, we're boycotting the Chappelle show. So I can only recite my favorite skits and sketches. But I will not go and watch them until they pay Dave Chappelle. What's up, everybody? It is your boy. Dante Credo, welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I am your very regular jack of all trades, uh, ace of trades, ordinary guy doing extraordinary things, regular man with irregular dreams. You know what it is. See, I got to come up with like this special like bar heavy intro. And, you know, like, for those of you who may not even know, like, yeah, I got bars. I does this. You know what I'm saying? I I really does this. So I'm going to come up with a a very snazzy introduction. But um, it's your boy Dante Credo or Raphael for those, you know, who know me in different circles. Um, Now that I think about it, I have quite a few aliases. Like, I'm known by different names to different people in different circles. And I am extremely compartmentalized. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But either way, however you know me, you know what it is. So this is another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast once again. Uh, And I am riding solo dolo today. Um, Apparently, I've been ghosted by both of my bros, man. And you know what's funny about this whole thing is... The day that we've agreed to do this is the day that they've agreed upon. So <laughs> it's like, I, right. um, but it's all good, man. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to everyone that's been checking us out so far. Thank you all for the support. Thank you all for those who've been checking us out on YouTube. We uh, started a YouTube channel for those who may not know. Uh, Talk My Credo channel. We've been slowly building the channel. Uh, we we have are currently at a very humble beginning around five or six subscribers, but we're very grateful for those five or six. I think it's six, but we're very grateful and we're going to continue to build. Uh, we're also putting commentary video and stuff up there as well. So check those out where we talk about other things uh, that we may not talk about in the podcast. Uh, so if you can do us a favor, if you uh, support the content, please go to Talk My Credo channel on YouTube and uh, and hit that subscribe button. You know, uh, also to all of my Spotify listeners, the Red Circle listeners, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Shout out to Dallas, Texas. First and foremost, let me give a special shout out to y'all because y'all been really rocking with your boy. And like the support out there has been crazy and it's I don't know anyone personally in Dallas, Texas, but shout out to y'all. I really do appreciate it. And also shout out to High Point, North Carolina. Like I don't know anyone in High Point, North Carolina either, but y'all been rocking with your boy heavy, too. So shout out to y'all and shout out to everyone else that's been rocking with us. We definitely appreciate it. So. Um, again, it's your boy Dante Credo. And we're riding solo today and I am. I'm tired, to be honest, because I'm home from work um, and I'm Mr. Postman. I work at the post office, but I, I don't carry the mail. I'm inside um, and I'm the one that sorts the boxes and sorts the mail and 
do all the other stuff and then go to the front and get yelled at by people who want me to magically make their package appear that you know clearly i missed that class with mind reading and stuff like that so of course the the date is december we're right in december uh a week before christmas and actually a couple of days before my birthday uh but nevertheless um maybe y'all can relate you y'all ever have had or have a job where it just it just drains you physically mentally damn near spiritually or you it just drains you and it's not even so much of the job itself the job itself is cool it's tolerable you know it pays the bills and you don't really have a problem with the job per se but the problem comes with the people more specifically the people that you work with like just the absolute messiness of some people the immaturity of some people the the passive aggressive manipulative you know bs that they just constantly be on just miserable people and they always want to you know make and pull you into their misery by you know basically trying to sabotage your working career and tenure there yeah that's basically my experience right now that i'm dealing with uh at this post office and uh it really kind of makes me well let me take out that kind of it really makes me even the more motivated to to really grind with the podcast to really get back into the music to build the youtube channel and to do other things to kind of i'm not even gonna lie to to build some sort of revenue to where i can you know get to a place where i can like walk up in that post office and just proudly put in my two-week notice because or maybe i can just be the ignorant type of just not show up but i can't i can't do that i i, I have to be i feel like i have to be seen victorious like you gotten rid of me per se but i'm going to a much 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 better better situation um but even with that said even with all of these yes i i i would like to have this become successful to where i can make some money off of it because i i want to open a recreation um career center so to speak in my community i'm currently in durham north carolina and um i i, I want to have it as well more like a multi-purpose facility just a building where basically i can do wherever i want to in this facility so i'm involved in battle rap so i eventually want to start my own battle rap league and this will be the headquartered venue um when i want to hold you know community uh focused events food drives career drives uh, even you know uh, a polling station or whatever the case may be to help my community that's what i want this center to be and i want to open up multiple ones throughout north carolina first and foremost um and wherever else the opportunities may arrive but that, that is my ultimate goal um but yeah yeah work today was a very stressful one just mainly because of the people that i work with 
Um, I honestly have very little to no problems with serving people and mailing their packages off or sorting packages, even though it's like thousands upon thousands or sorting mail, even though it's like a thousand letters and stuff like that. Like it's a lot of work. It's a lot more than what you would think happens at the post office. But um, it's 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 very crazy dealing with the people that you have to deal with. Um, so I'm sure some of y'all can relate. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to the to the the hard workers, those who just want to show up, do their job, and go home. No drama. It's not that you're not antisocial or you try to stay away from people. You know, you work well with others. You do what you have to do because it's your job and you have to do your job, but you take pride in doing your job and doing it well. So you put up with the BS, um, but you know um, that you deserve better. So shout out to y'all. Continue to grind let let your character speak for itself and let the reputation be what it is because there is a stark difference between character and reputation character is how you handle you and how you see you and reputation is how they see you and the reputation or the way i see it uh integrity lives longer than clout so with that said um starting off very nerdy i am a a big wrestling fan uh, well, not so much as of late, uh, but I still watch wrestling. It, it's it's something to kind of get my mind off of things. You know, they call it the male soap opera. So I do. And I am a huge, huge, huge fan of the man they call Sting. Um, and he made, actually, I'm kind of late talking about this. I really wasn't going to talk about it, but there's just a thought that I had. And maybe those who also watch wrestling and maybe uh a fan of sting or even know of him he can kind of see my point or just kind of hit me up and let me know that I'm, I'm i'm wilding um but for those who do not know sting is back and he is in the promotion called aew which is a promotion that i support um because it is a wrestling promotion that is made by wrestlers for wrestlers so i like I like the the idea of anyone uh, in any particular craft creating opportunities for other people in their craft um, and, you know, going against the grain, so to speak. So I'm I'm just a rebel at heart. So it just those who are bucking against the system, those who are you know, taking their lives and careers and dreams in their own hands and creating something not only for themselves, but for others. I will always get behind that. Um, now, of course, you know, just depending on the actual uh, purpose. So I'm not, you know, going to get behind anything that kind of fits into that category. But for the most part, and it's what I'm trying to do for myself, honestly. Uh, so uh, AEW stands for All Elite Wrestling. And it's it's a really good promotion that I, that you know, I like it. I enjoy it. But Sting comes back. And for those who don't like when he came back, I promise, like I, I got hype. I was hype, man. So let's let's check this out. So this is the man Oh, 
I really feel like the traditional trench coat. I can't believe what I'm seeing! Stayed in here! So, you know, like the thing that, like, the thing that kind of weirds me out a bit when I think about it, like, like this man, like he's won championships upon championships upon championships, just, just a literal icon. And just that particular moment in of itself to have Tony Schiavone and and Jim Ross, like two iconic legendary wrestling commentators, call and and commentate this moment. It, it was it was just a dope moment for any wrestling fan who's been in, in a fan for a long time. So it was um but it's weird when, when I think about Sting over the last ten years, because I think he's like 62 years old, so he's pretty old, um, but looks great um, and, and clearly in great shape. But the thing that always trips me out where I feel like he kind of sabotaged his own career is a moment such as this. The same, but different in a lot of ways. The bottom line is I'm in the jungle. This is the jungle and the stinger has come full circle. The Stinger is in the jungle and on TNT once again. So, th- so for those of like, okay, he spoke, so what? But the problem that I have, that I always had, was his his voice and the way that he talks and his charisma doesn't fit the look. And it always seemed very weird to me. So it's like, you know, you have this this iconic figure, which, of course, it is uh, derived and inspired by the movie The Crow with Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Rest in peace to both of them. Um, the look was inspired by by that by that figure. Um, but you have this mysterious, stoic, intimidating look. And then you sound like that when you speak. And I, it always threw me off because it's like, why are you talking? Why, like, you know, because let's just be honest, you know, he's not the best technical wrestler. He has all of your old, old school moves. Um, so he's not like super impressive anymore as far as the move that he has. Um, because honestly, the fandom that people have and the respect that they have, it came from when he was this sting, like, you know, in, in his prime, when he was in WCW fighting the NWO and, and going toe to toe with Hulk Hogan and all having all these iconic moments of him being the anti-hero, the vigilante and, uh, just the, the stoic figure where you just didn't know what he was going to do, where he was going to come from. You know, he just had just the most iconic moments, but the, also the thing that made it so great. He didn't speak. He went like literally over a year where he didn't say a word. He just would show up would would, uh, do something spectacular week in week out for over a year, like 18 months and then go home. 
and then he started to speak. But then he came out with the, all right, guys, we're coming to do this. And you macho man, Randy Savage, you want to fight me? You got to fight there, buddy. And, and, and like talking like a surfer dude or just like um, a suburban dad, like <laughs> like a white suburban father. And, and it, it never made sense as far as the way he spoke versus the way he looked. And. I just always felt like that sabotaged his career because I felt like he could have been like, like an undertaker. Like he, he could be, could have been an undertaker where undertaker when he was in his undertaker gimmick never said too much. He didn't talk too much. And when he did talk, he was like in a stoic, mysterious, intimidating character. I'm not saying that he had to, you know, uh, grunt his voice and you were rested in peace. Not saying he had to do all that, but just that's just a way to do it. Like I think Bray Wyatt and and the Fiend, you know, in his Fiend character, he doesn't say too much because he doesn't have to. The character, the look, the the mystique of it, it speaks for itself. And I think that's where Sting kind of messed up, especially when he went to TNA when he came to. Uh, WWE and now you know he's um, in AEW that's like you talk too much honestly it's just the way I like I, I, I could be tripping I could be tripping but alright I'm getting off of that cause y'all like what are you talking about man alright uh, y'all don't like wrestling or anything like that so I'm about to talk about another nerd moment Um, the NBA is back baby <laughs> the NBA is back and I, let me I am so happy, so happy because um, my Miami Heat was cheated by the Los Angeles Lakers in the bubble. And don't even challenge me on that at all because I will debate you till the cows come home. I don't care how ridiculous my debate points will become. Uh, just know that uh, I will. I will debate you. The Miami Heat was cheated. It was a conspiracy for LeBron James to win. And I don't care what you say. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm I'm not a LeBron hater, but when it comes to the to the Miami Heat, I am. Yep, yep, exactly. Don't at me. Yep, what? Fight me. <laughs> so, um, but the NBA season is back, and there's just so many things that I am ready to see. I'm ready to see Kevin Durant retake the floor. I'm ready to see his dynamic with Kyrie Irving because honestly, I'm a little skeptical with what they do in Brooklyn. Um. I definitely don't think James Harden is going there. They're, they're talking about Philly or Miami as far as a James Harden trade, which I really don't want James Harden in Miami at all. Um, but honestly, you know, I wouldn't be too mad. You know, like, would I give up Tyler Hero for, uh, for James Harden? I wouldn't want to, but honestly, I would. I would I would make that trade. Um, I, I did another video on my YouTube channel on Talk My Credo on YouTube where I mentioned that I wouldn't even do it, but I've, I've kind of lightened up just a little bit. Now Tyler Hero is a stud, man. I, he he is a baller and someone who is who epitomizes the the culture of Miami and coming straight to Miami at such a young age. Like he he will he will be an all star. He will be an all-star. 
Um, and he can shoot the ball like no one's business, man. And he's just 20 years old. James Harden is 31, 32. And along with um, Bam Adebayo, I think he's like 23, 24. Um, Jimmy Butler, I think he's like 32. So like the main two stars will be Jimmy Butler and James Harden. So it's like, all right, so they may have a good three to four years to really compete. Um, and, th and then they can kind of be bolstered by Bam Adebayo. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know we would have to give up a lot of people, a lot of a, a lot of key players that I just don't think James and I. And I think we will officially become the the Miami Rockets, honestly. And I just I don't want that. I don't want that at all, man. But uh, I'm I'm excited. To see Chris Paul in Phoenix, I, th I thought there was a head scratcher, but that's where he wanted to go. Uh, I'm excited to see. Um, I'm excited to see John Wall and Buggy Cousins in Houston. Speaking of uh, James Harden in Houston, um, I'm excited because they're coming back from very, very big injuries that honestly could affect their career for the worst and not for the better. Especially Buggy because he's had maybe like three major injuries in the last three years. Like every year he's had some sort of crazy injury. Um, and just time is not really, it just luck. He just haven't had the best of luck. And I'm, I'm just happy to, to see them back on the floor. I saw a preseason game where they just looked really good. The guy can tell they were just so grateful and happy to be out there. And I'm happy for them. Uh, Russell Westbrook in Washington Interested to see how Westbrook and Bradley Beal will, will go and how that tandem. And honestly, I'm, I'm happy about the East getting stronger. Like a big time player like Russ, Russell Westbrook in the East. I think that'd be dope. Kevin Durant's in the East. Um, I, I think that that's I think that dope. I think it's dope. And to see if James Harden comes East, then, you know, the East just gets that much stronger. And, and even though that would be more competition, I just think uh, it'll be more respect for the East because the Eastern Conference really hasn't been respected in God knows how long. Um, the The only time the East was really feared as a whole, as a conference, honestly, I can't even remember. Uh, there's always been like one or two teams feared in the East, but never like as a conference. Like in, in the Western Conference, there was always four or five legit teams that can win the championship and always like one or two uh in the east but either way either way y'all y'all let me I, I just i just want to to know uh what you guys will feel about uh the you know, for you basketball fans out there because i am i'm ready i am ready and and we're just going to see. So I'm 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 gonna switch up to something right here because I saw something interesting on on uh on Instagram. So I'm looking at um at a particular comment that I thought was very very interesting, and I thought that I would just discuss it. I was going to discuss it with uh with my friends who uh, ghosted me, but it's okay because I can talk about it for myself. Um, this was a comment that was on Instagram. And I forgot the actual post, but, you know, it's just really interesting. So it reads, I'm pretty sure you probably have read it already, but for those that are listening, um, it says, as a woman, it makes me sick to see some of these women pass up the guy who dresses and speaks well. They see him as a nerd or acting white. Then 
They go get plowed through by dozens of no good men, gain a few pounds and a few kids. After getting dogged by a series of dudes, they're used up and fed up. That's when they come back in their 40s and 50s, sometimes 30, with four kids, sketchy baby daddies and a couple of grandkids and a body with too much mileage. These women usually dive into the dirt, into the deep end of the church, head first. Suddenly, they're holy and looking for a good man to settle down with. Fellas, don't give them the time of day. All of a sudden, they want you, even though they saw you as a nerd. Don't fall for it, guys. And honestly, I don't detect any lies. <laughs> so it's. Uh, and especially when you're speaking on black culture and and black women, um, that seems to always be the case, especially on on the come up, because there's just been this infatuation with the street thug guys, and they think for whatever reason they can change them, or they can uh, be the be that one that special one. That reaches them and then get all surprised and stuff when the street dude goes street. Y'all remember that um, that segment with Chris Rock when he was uh, talking about um, who was the two guys and the dude that got ate up by the tiger. Not not ate up, but attacked by the tiger. Um, and everyone was so outraged and 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 upset at the tiger for attacking. Was it not Cisco and Ebert? Jesus. Um I can't remember. Let me let me see if I can look it up right fast. Um, uh, yep, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> that was pretty fast. Um, that's kind of creepy too. Uh, Siegfried and Roy. So when the tiger attacked uh, one of them, and everyone was so upset about it, but and and Chris Rock came with the comedy special, and we talked, and he talked about it. And he was like, I don't understand why y'all got so upset at the tiger the tiger just did what he normally does the tiger went tiger why are you so upset and thinking that the tiger was going to do anything different but be a tiger and you thought you can take the tiger out of his habitat and thought you was going to make the tiger not be a tiger but the tiger was was a tiger so who are you really upset at the tiger went tiger so that's what i look at when i think about these uh you know the women that takes these projects of theirs and think they can change this person and and be that special one and then get all hurt and upset and and get on their women or get on their their feminist movement you know men ain't shit and all that type of things and like what the 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 thug dude went thug the thug went thug the street dude went street dude like why are you so surprised but you thought you was that special one right um, but I always found this to be an experience for me because clearly I'm not a street dude. I'm not even necessarily your popular jock dude. I, I'm, I'm honestly just your regular I everyday guy. Like I'm the type of guy you would kind of just see walking around in Walmart doing something, whatever. I'm looking at video games or buying box cutters because I got all these home projects and stuff. And my wife always order packages off of Amazon that I got to cut open um, and then cut down so people don't see all the stuff that's coming here. So I got to hide them and cut them down and, and put them in the trash can. Um, 
just your everyday run-of-the-mill guy. That's kind of how I was growing up, which was fine because I I love my sense of anonymity. Like, I, I don't care for the spotlight, which is weird because I'm doing this. And for the last 20 years, I've been involved in music and been on, you know, huge stages, rocked huge crowds and did all this stuff. But I, I hate fame. Like, I, I don't care for the fame of being and to be known. Um... So I, I didn't mind it at all. But at the same time, you know, growing up, I had a lot of experiences with, say, there was a young lady that I was interested in. And, and I go and I, quote unquote, make my move. But then, you know, they're not interested because I'm not like the cool street dude or or with the street persona, because a lot of them wasn't even street. They were just playing like they were street. Um, but even the ones that actually were. So like, no, I'm not like them, not trying to be like them, don't care to be like them. But, you know, I wasn't the best option. Cool. But then, like, literally, years later, come back in contact with some of these young ladies. And it's happened several times to me. Uh, Get back in touch with several of these ladies. And then, you know, then all of a sudden, oh, you always were a good man. Uh, You know, I always liked you for a long time and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, no, no, I I remember how our interactions went. No, you didn't think too highly of me back then. So where did this change come from? Oh, you got three kids now. Oh, okay, Yep. Mm. Well, it was nice seeing you. You take care. God bless. And uh, I, I had one lady who literally uh, we didn't like each other growing up at all. Uh, and uh, and she made it known. And so did I. She didn't like me. I didn't like her. But she made it seem like once we grew up and now you got three baby daddies and you know, now all of a sudden you want to make it seem like we're best friends and we've been best friends for a long, long time. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's just crazy to me when I see these. And I and I, I don't feel like this is kind of fair because I do want to have uh, more opinions on this. But I, I know this to be true. I know it to be true. And I know there's going to be some of y'all that's like, well, what about the men? I know. I know. And we will revisit this. And, and I will have a, a, a segment where I will open this up um and and to get some calls and to get other opinions like i will open this up but for now for now yeah yeah y'all wilding y'all women be wilding and i i just found i just found this hilarious because then the the kicker for me is the diving in the church part like that's the part that gets me y'all get so wild and act like you know because you get saved your pussy gets saved and it's like nah no no shout out to uh red on friday no you want some two more men rest in peace to debo um <laughs> y'all y'all go in there and, and like okay like like you go and repent and you think your pussy been redeemed uh, along with your faith and your salvation no 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 I, I, god god bless you god bless you but uh god didn't send me to you no uh uh-uh. not when you have you know three baby daddies and you don't have a good relationship or good co-parenting with any of them 
and still ignorant, full of drama with that collective ignorance in in the the underbe- the underbelly, low hanging fruit of black culture. Mm, nah, I'm good. But you 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 keep on, sister. God bless you. God bless you. I just find that to be really funny. Uh, Cause I think about my experiences because I, I do identify more as a nerd and I've been told more than a few times that I act white because I'm intelligent, which is honestly a disappointment when it comes to our culture, especially as black people to where that we compare and consider intelligence as, as, as whiteness. Like it's, we think intelligence is synonymous with whiteness and you can't be smart because that's acting white. You 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 can't uh, thirst and go after knowledge because that's white. Now, is there a lot of knowledge that is presented to you that's been whitewashed? Yeah, so you have to do a little bit of extra digging to find the actual truth of things. But just learning how to speak and enunciate things, that's not acting white because um, I still have a plethora of experiences of being reminded that I am black. Um, but even still, uh, you don't have to remind me because I'm proud. I'm proud of this melanin and I know there's nothing in the world like it. That's why they hate it so much, but that's another, uh, that's another topic. You know me. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that's the part of our culture that I absolutely hate. And it's a part of our culture that's been dominant, honestly, of why a lot of the issues we have in our community happens especially when we so ignorantly fall for for the street the culture um and thought culture at that to where we just demean ourselves and diminish our value because we just refuse to gain knowledge we just refuse to learn because we feel like we've been in the struggle for so long due to you know the the exploits of this country that has put us in a very disenfranchised position but we've been in it for so long we identify the struggle with our culture so you can't be intelligent you can't go and 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 try to be more for yourself and to try to think for yourself and not be a part or struggle the same way that your fellow black man or woman is struggling or you will be seen as the coon or you trying to be white and you trying to be this or you will you lame you a nerd and la 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 and it's crazy it's crazy because even though we've been deprived of a proper education because that's where they want us they want us to be in this impoverished slave class so they can do all these crazy things to us and then feel justified because we're stupid like it it I don't know. I I just find it to be honestly infuriating and disappointing and heartbreaking all at the same time, the way we correlate intelligence with being white. And so in rebelling against white supremacist culture, we rebel against intelligence and being and and not even woke. Like I'm, I'm tired of the phrase woke now because now it just like it, it, it's become so marginalized and co-opted just like the black lives matter movement it just been co-opted so i try to stay away from saying woke like it used to mean something but it didn't got mainstreamed and and you know when anything of ours get mainstreamed it 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 goes to shit absolute shit 
Uh, so let me get let me get off that man. Like it's crazy. So um, speaking of which, so we're talking about this this vaccine. I've been talking with a lot of people about this COVID vaccine that they're um, uh, that people are uh, you know just talking about and not really trying to um, really understand. Uh, but some that are, but the the consensus, especially with the black culture, is you know we we are honestly very skeptical, and I feel like we should be. I feel like we should be very skeptical right now, um, because it just seems to be one very very rushed, uh, and you know of course instances and stuff that's happening as far as some people that have developed a couple uh, from what I understand maybe four volunteers had developed Bell's palsy. Um, and other little instances and things of that nature. Not to say that like, oh my God, you'll get Bell's palsy, but it, it's, it's happened. Um, but at the same time, there's been, uh, to play devil's advocate, so to speak, people's gotten flu shots and then they developed some crazy disorder. Um, so it, it, it has happened and it is possible. But I think black people in particular should be, should be very skeptical. Um, and... I just honestly like I'm not here to tell you one way or another, but I just need y'all to again do not do not rebel against intelligence and learning for yourself like that. That's just like the, the entire theme of this podcast, just to truly think for yourself and not to think for yourself in a in a way of I believe this. So I'm going to go and find any piece of information, whether it be true or not, to make it fit what I believe, to strengthen my belief. But rather, let's go find and see what is actually true. Let's go find true history. Let's find, you know, true economics. Let's find, you know, true religion. Let's let's find the true values of who we are. And then we shape our beliefs around what is true. Um because a lot of times or a lot of things now is using the former, especially in politics. Uh, so many lies and so many narratives and so many uh, just untruths that are being pushed on both sides from the Democrats, the liberals and the Republicans and conservatives. And you just don't know what the hell to do, but you got to sit down. And you got to take the effort. Read read y'all you gotta read all right i'm done preaching to y'all but this is something that dr fauci mentioned and um it really made me raise an eyebrow if i can raise my eyebrow like the rock i really would be raising my eyebrow right now because what he mentioned and what he said was just kind of like eh so let's let's take a listen to my african-american brothers and sisters is that the vaccine that you're going to be taking was developed by an african-american woman and that is just a fact. I mean, that is a fact. And I think that's some of the things that people don't fully appreciate. Okay. I want to play that again. Just just to kind of, okay, you heard it. Let me see if I'm going to play it again. To my African-American brothers and sisters, is that the vaccine that you're going to be taking was developed by an African-American woman. And that is just a fact. I mean, that is a fact. And I think that's some of the things that people don't fully appreciate. All right. So now that that's marinated, 
I wonder what is your reaction to hearing that and or seeing that if you're watching this. Like it it sounds great, right? Like it, it sounds really good. Like, yo, a black woman did that? What? Oh, okay. Well, if a black woman did it, then hey, what do we have to worry about? Right? I mean, shoot, Joe Biden is uh, planning to put Austin Lloyd, he, he's a black man, as the first secretary of defense. I mean, he's putting us in, in some, some places we've never been before, which isn't true. Uh, you know, Condoleezza Rice, Ben Carson, Thomas Sowell, you know, there's been a lot of black people appointed to uh, various high political positions, but I digress. But there's just something I need you guys to understand. This is not an attack on black women, um, but this is more so an attack on all skin folk and kin folk. Now, I don't know anything about this black woman who developed it. I would have thought that he would have gave a bit more props in giving the name of this black woman who developed it. Um, but all skin for ain't kin folk. I'll tell you why. This sounds like that Tuskegee syphilis experiment to me. Um, I may be reaching. I could be in my conspiracy theorist bag, but nevertheless, I'm there. I'm in there. So for those who do not know what I'm speaking of, the and if you're watching, you can see, you know, the little wiki experts uh, excerpts that I have up there. But for those who are listening, the Tuskegee syphilis study was a clinical study conducted between 1932 and 1972 by the United States Public Health Service and the Centers for Disease control and prevention the cdc the purpose of this study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis the african-american men in the study were told that they were receiving free health care from the federal government of the united states i'm gonna read that part again the african-american men in the study were told they were receiving free health care from the federal government of the united states so they lied we're gonna give you free health care but we're gonna actually inject you with, with syphilis and run this study. The Public Health Service started in started the study in 1932 in collaboration with the Tuskegee University, a historically black college in Alabama. You see, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? A HBCU collaborated to run this experiment on black people. Investigators enrolled in a study of a total of 600 impoverished African-American sharecroppers from Macon County, Alabama. Of these men, 399 had latent syphilis with a control group of 201 men who were not infected. As an incentive of participation in the study, the men were promised free medical care, but were deceived by the PHS, who never informed the subject of their diagnosis and disguised placebos, ineffective methods, and diagnostic procedures as treatment. The men were initially told that the study was only going to last six months, but it extended to 40 years. After the funding for the treatment was lost, the study was continued without informing the men that they would never be treated. None of the infected men were treated with penicillin, despite the fact that by 1947, the antibiotic was widely available and had become the standard treatment for syphilis. And the only reason I'm just going to skip ahead. 
the only reason this was it actually ended was because it was leaked people found out so there's just no telling and there's been so many other instances such as this like i spoke of it in a previous podcast of the eugenics program that where they intentionally uh went to sterilize black people in north carolina and they just now had a, a settlement in in 2013 like seven years ago like all throughout this country things like this has happened but this is what this sounds like and and there's a little expert here another excerpt where it says unit where it has a picture of a black woman here with two other white men and this black woman's name is eunice verdell rivers laurie was a black nurse who worked in the state of alabama she was best known for her work as the coordinator of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment from 1932 to 1972. She lied and tricked black men into trusting her so she can inject them with syphilis. So could this be a reach? Could I be reaching? Because I just I just feel like that maybe we shouldn't be so, oh my God, just because they put a black face in front of us and say, well, this black face is here. You see, you see this black face, this African American person. They're doing it. Come aboard. All I'm saying, please, whether you intend to or not, I'm not here to tell you one way or the other. I'm just telling you guys, please do your research. And I know this becomes so cliche these days. Everyone says do your research, but they don't even do the research they're telling you to do. It's just a cop out, but just do your due diligence and find out all that you can about this vaccine. Um, and if you feel like it's the best way for you, then so be it. If not, so be it. But please be sure you are well informed yourself. Do not let even me influence you one way or the other. Make an informed decision for yourself, for your family, for your loved ones and friends make sure you are well well informed and as i intend to do the same and will begin to do the same whatever information i find i definitely will share it with all of you so um it's, that's just crazy i just just the correlation just kind of weirded me out um and i'm, I'm gonna go ahead i'm not gonna you know bore you guys for too much longer but there's just one more particular thing that honestly pissed me off that i wanted to share with you guys uh so let's let's take a look at this particular uh incident tyler perry that's my talk of the table today why he made a huge donation to the legal defense fund for brianna taylor's boyfriend that's kenneth walker tyler perry donated one hundred thousand dollars to the gofundme page supporting mr walker walker was with brianna taylor when she was killed by louisville police who raided her apartment in March, and we spoke with Kenneth Walker back in October, an exclusive interview at the time. He says police did not identify themselves before breaking down the door. Walker responded by firing one shot, and police then opened fire. Now, one of the officers involved in the raid, uh, involved in the raid who was shot in the leg is now suing Walker for what he, saw, what he calls battery assault and emotional distress. And I think when Tyler heard about it, he thought it was outrageous, as a lot of people do. You know, Kenneth Walker's attorney said to us that he is not convinced that even that Kenneth Walker even fired the shot on the leg because there was a lot of commotion, a lot of chaos. The ballistics report was inconclusive. 
and there is a belief that, you know, Kenneth Walker was not. What do you guys think of that piece of news? First of all, just I want to give a huge shout out and a salute to Tyler Perry. Um, he is honestly uh, an example that I'm trying to follow. It may not be at, at the, the scale of which he's been able to do it, but that's an example I, I intend to follow. I, I intend to create opportunities for people in my community, even if it's just here in the Durham, North Carolina area. But I intend to create opportunities for for my community. Um, and I think that should be a, a goal for for our community, because honestly, and this is not to get all crazy political, but I just don't think we should look to anybody. I know that's more of a conservative thing, but we have to look within ourselves. That that's that's a Martin Luther King opinion. That's a Malcolm X opinion. Shout out to the picture behind me. I, I'm gonna find a better way to display it in the background, but um, I love this picture. It's um, it kind of describes how I want this podcast to be as far as the, the flavor of it. But anyway, like even though we did not put ourselves in this hole, we have to be the ones to dig ourselves out of it because they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. The Democrats are, are giving us broken ladders and, and torn shredded rope expecting us basically to depend on them to coddle us while inside this hole, while Republicans stand over the hole, waddling their, their fingers at us on this pseudo place of, morality saying well you gotta you gotta do with yourselves because look at this black person they did it what about you and like <laughs> but i i i'm i've having a tough time trying to maintain composure when i think of the man who killed brianna taylor and participated yeah he was shot in the leg but th there's not even ballistic reports and th this this is fact that even proves that it was kenneth walker's gun that shot him in the leg because the way they were just unloading clips in the house uh one i do not i do not believe they announced themselves i don't believe it because there were uh, out of 12 eyewitnesses that said hey we do not or we did not hear the police announce themselves, but then one recanted their statement after being pressed by police. But the attorney general, Daniel Cameron, uh, took that one who recanted and, and switched his statement and only used that one, only used that witness and ignored the other 11 who said, nah, they didn't announce themselves. Like the, the whole thing pisses me off. And I think honestly, the 12 million, okay. Um, it's just disgusting all around to see how it was mishandled for an ulterior motive and to see the man who was a part of that sue sue an innocent man now i'm, I'm not talking about his his uh moral ethical theme because i know that's what y'all like to do y'all like to dig into a person's past and find any particular instance of why you want to criminalize him and and say maybe he deserved to possibly uh, or he should be one of the ones to, to die. Uh, like that, that's, you are innocent until proven guilty. And because you smoke weed in 2002 and you have a picture where you 
uh, shooting the middle finger at the camera doesn't justify you dying or any stupid shit like that that y'all have to talk about. But um, I just find it appalling. But the only response I can aptly give is this is America. I can raid your home, not announce who I am, break down your door. You defend your home. And I, I find it so hilarious for you Second Amendment people who always y'all y'all always say that phrase. Well, fuck around and find out. Right. Or, you know, you you get these guns to protect yourself from tyranny. And when the police, a a hand of what you say you will oppose of why you got the guns that you have to protect yourself, when they do an act like this, you side with the police. You sided with the police, conservatives. Oh, if they just would have complied then now, right? But it was you. Well, you know, we will defend ourselves from tyranny. But they were innocent. Maybe they had a reason of going to that house, but she was innocent. The only thing she was guilty of was is being associated with the wrong people. And it kind of goes back to... um. To my little example as before, as far as the type of men that women go after. And then after they've been dogged through and going through all of these ridiculous situations that they easily could have not gone through, then they want to find that good man. Because the Jamarcus Glover guy was a fucking idiot. A stupid dude. All in a drug game. And she wanted to be, what, a trap queen? Like That's the only criticism I have. But it still wasn't a decision that deserved her to be killed the way that she was killed. Regardless of her association, she was innocent. Well, what about the car that they had homicide? Doesn't matter. They didn't arrest her or find her uh, to be involved in any way with that. She was innocent there. So the only thing she's guilty of is guilty of association. But again, that association did not warrant her death. But the man who who helped facilitate it is now suing for emotional distress. Emotional distress. Man, get up out of here, man. I, you know what? Listen, I just think that the sooner that this world becomes, especially this country, decides to get real with itself. I think I think a lot of really, really, really good things can happen uh, that even that progressives and conservatives and traditionalists can all appreciate. But I think there has to be a moment in this country where we have to sit down and look at ourselves and be like, you know what? It's on us. It's our responsibility. Not to sweep things under the rug and pretend it didn't happen, not to gaslight another group of people or to you know just gaslight and project and and do all this division that goes on through our politics like it's it's absolutely stupid and but i'm gonna go ahead and in and in this pretty soon i'll stop it right here in an hour um i know that maybe wasn't the the most entertaining but i appreciate you guys for for rocking with me Again, uh, I, I'm not going to promise that uh, this will not be um, 
another solo thing, which I will probably make more solo um, podcasts just to kind of get better at it. Um, so let me know what you thought about this one. You know, yeah, we rock solo, but, you know, there, there were some things I wanted to talk about and get you guys uh, involved in opinion zone. So what, what I will uh, start learning to do, I'm starting to learn this whole streaming thing. Um, and maybe get you guys involved if you guys want to be involved in um, in a Zoom call or or you know just whatever the case may be. You want to call in and we can talk about some things. We can definitely do that. We can definitely do that. And um, so for those who are interested or even would like to uh, instruct me to let me know how to do it, um, to kind of save me some research time, that'd be great as well. But once again, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Uh, we most likely because as I was recording this, um, a boy Craig Mac did hit me up. It was like he got a little busy and he definitely wants to jump in on the podcast. So we may hit you guys with two this week. So um, I appreciate y'all hanging out with me. It's your boy Dante Credo. Please, 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 you know, just kind of spread the word, you know, just have people check this out. You know, we this is a brick by brick from the ground up. Um, production or project we have big dreams again we want to do something that we can you know physically have for our community to where whatever the purpose may be we can be there to provide for you know whether it's a battle rap arena or whether it's a venue to to get your artist up in there hopefully when things kind of open up a a bit uh, past this COVID thing because we still want to be safe Um, you know a food drive a career center just whatever we can do to give back to our community we want to have a place where we can do that specifically for that and it's ours um but thank you guys once again uh it's your boy dante credo follow me on all of your social platforms at dante credo subscribe to our youtube channel because we really are focusing on trying to build our youtube channel as well as the podcast um go to youtube at dante credo for all music battle rap and and music and battle rap commentary uh and follow the talk my credo youtube channel for all podcasts the podcast as far as the video will be uploaded uh there as well as different other podcasts uh not podcasts but uh commentary video also uploaded there as well at talk my credo also we have a instagram for the podcast at Talk My Credo, also on Twitter at Talk My Credo. So that's a lot of promo there. But thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Uh, I'm going to get you up out of here. Uh, we're probably going to hit you with another one. So stay tuned. Thank you for your continued support. Stay safe.